Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Hi there, this is Michael Bailey and I'm with my partner here, Rich Barron. This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, ACT, Action and Cultural Transformation. So, Rich, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to talk about people's demons, leaders, your demons, your ghosts, your crazy voices inside. What about yes. that? I can get uh, Those, nobody uh, wants to. They got crazy voices inside, right? Nobody. No, they don't. Yeah. That's they might be. Uh, it's like having the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other, or maybe two devils, one on each shoulder. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> I think some of those leaders out there got like four or five on each one. Like they carry them like general stars. Oh, I'm sure they do. How many stars do you have? Well, I I don't think of stars. I think of demons. That's how I that's how I lead. It's when you start naming them. That's a that's becomes an issue. And yeah, it's and <laughs> it's right. And and then what do you do when they start talking to you? And you hear them louder than you hear your own voice. Yes. <laughs> so that's what we want to talk about today. Leaders, everybody has got their own demons, their own, you know, things that they're fighting within. And it can get you feeling like, you know, no matter what you're doing, it's like you just got to drive, 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 and you can't win. And the faster you go, the more behind you get. And what do you do about that? Because it really has an impinging impact on everything, everything that you're doing. Yeah. Everything what you're doing. So let's kind of start there. What do you, what, what, what is that about? And then how can we help them to start calming them down? I think at some point, well, I, I know at some point, I, I don't think, but I know at some point every leader is going to go through a time in their career when they there's a lot of stress, a lot of second guessing themselves, a lot of um, uncertainty, uncertainty about the future, uncertainty about their own abilities. And instead of maybe doing something positive to counteract that, they start listening to that. They start listening and giving in to some of their own fears, some of their own doubts about not only themselves, but maybe those around them. Yeah, then it can kind of be a snowball that just rolls down the hill, gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Pretty soon you don't even notice that you're actually going with the crazy voices. You don't yes. mean to, but you're going with the crazy voices. So what can they do? to? How would they even recognize that? Let's start there. How would you even recognize that you're listening to the crazy voices? And 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 maybe you're listening to the crazy voices so much you don't even know it anymore. So how would how would you start to recognize that and pull back from that? I think if you start to alienate some of those people around you, 
That's good. You start to push away some of those people that you trust, some of those people that uh, you've relied on in the past are making themselves more scarce. Uh, you start to see more of your projects or the things that you're working on fall behind, get behind in schedule, get behind in quality. We talked about this earlier, you know, quality. You know, some some people don't recognize the good quality until they've seen the bad quality. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sometimes you're not looking at the numbers anymore. Right. Or are looking at the numbers. It's never your fault. It's always somebody else's problem, their fault. Right. They got it. You know, the scapegoat stuff starts happening. There's never coming back to me. It's me that I, we're seeing this again in leadership throughout this country. I mean, it, and throughout the world, really. Yeah. A lot of leaders who just refuse to take any responsibility whatsoever at all for their policies, for the things that they've done, the things that they've implemented. They, do, they just deny it or it has nothing to do with me. It's not my fault. Yeah. That's what they're yeah. doing. That's listening to the crazy voices. It is. You know, <laughs> you, you know, another indication, Michael, is when we start to put aside those things that we love in our life. Yeah. It might be a hobby. It might be, you know, even taking a walk in the evenings or taking time to go to the gym in the mornings or afternoons or whatever you, you know, whenever you you do that. Some of those habits you had in your life, they really determine a lot who our character is. We start to put those on, you know, behind us. Yeah, they kind of give us a sense of balance, right? Yeah, yeah. we we start yeah, thinking, man, I, I just don't have time for that today. I've got to, I got to really jump yeah, in. See what Rich did? I don't have time today. I don't have time today. Yeah, I don't have time. Yeah. That voice, you know. Yeah. But do you have time for nothing? Yeah. <laughs> no, no time for you know fun. What, what what's the saying about that about makes uh, Jack a boring boy? I I don't remember. All work and no play makes yeah. Jack a, and sometimes a dangerous one too. Yes, yeah, that's right, that's right, all right. So you got to take a look at yourself, leaders. How are you doing? Do you give yourself some breathing room? Do you give yourself some space, some time to kind of kick back and relax, or? Is it always this constant drive, 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 drive? And that's just not, and there's times you got to do that. Understand, you know, there's times that you just got to get stuff done, yeah. but you can't do that all the time. It's when it gets to be crazy and it's all the time. It's kind of an obsessive, compulsive kind of a thing where yes. you just, you know, you're losing it. People are trying to say, do you want to calm down? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an issue. When your family starts to tell you, hey, you know, something's wrong, you got to calm down. Or even 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 your the folks you work with at uh, in your office. Yeah. What's going on? Is what can I do to help you? And instead of taking their advice, you think of ways about how can I drive over them in the parking lot? They'll be yeah. quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, problem. that that is a problem. You know, and Michael, you remember we we had these great coaches on from Australia not long ago. Yeah, yeah. And they focus on executive addiction, executive addiction, and how it is a bigger problem than we realize. And that is their forte is working with people in the executive or C-suite uh, ranks that have some of these addiction issues, whether it be alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be. But they have... 
gambling Succum- the gambling they they've succumbed to the pressures yeah. the stress of those uh, of what they need to do not focusing in on the things that are better for them in their life or help keep their their life rounded out balanced but yeah, focus it's, a, it's a weird thing because you get your brain your brain going on you know from goals mm-hmm. achieving goals you know that's the whole thing the, you know the dopamine the achieving goals and if that starts getting derailed and you're not achieving your goals, you can't see how to achieve your goals. And still, you've got that internal drive to go do something, to accomplish something so that you feel something, so that you feel like you're someone. Then you're going to turn to other things that are the dark places, like the gambling, like the serial affairs, like the pornography, like the drugs, you know, all sorts of stuff. Because it's still that I'm going to go get it. I can't get it in a usual way that's a healthy way. So I'm going to go to the dark side and I'll go get it that way. That's the way I'll get to feel good about myself. But boy, I tell you, that's a surefire fire way to just go downhill, blow up, implode, you know, crash and burn. That's what that yes. really is all about. So got to slow down. And it sounds like it's an insane thing to do when you've got so much to do. There is no time to slow down. However, if you keep going, you're going to go off the cliff. You just got to really s- slow it down, sit back and see something else besides, you know, that's the end of the world coming. Yeah. And uh, and that's really that that begins a whole new process, a whole new process of instead of being driven by your ghost, you know, all those old failures and your demons. I got to go get them. Uh, that kind of stuff um, gives you a chance to start reflecting and seeing things more clearly and about what where are you? I mean, we talk about that whole thing, that responsibility cycle about, you know, where are you? Own where you are. And that's the hardest thing in the world because owning the messy that you have created as a leader, whatever level of leadership you are, owning that messiness is very uncomfortable. It is not a fun thing to do because there is so much chaos and so much wreckage and breakage and all that kind of stuff, possibly, with relationships and with processes and all that kind of stuff. But you got to slow it down. You got to see the messy. You got to take a look at the, the wreckage that you've done and then start a process of how do you get out of it? How do you start moving forward with it? And you got to figure that out so that you can get out of the desperate circumstance that you're in. Otherwise, hello, happy farm. Yeah. You know, I got to give you a good example of this, Michael. Um, growing up, I knew that my, you know, my dad was. An architect, I knew that, you know, he worked, uh, you know, with forestry programs and things like that. But I never knew what his position was, never knew what his title was. Because there was, it seemed like he was always focused on different issues. And that's what I saw. He never brought his work home. Um, And so for me, it wasn't important about what he did. I knew what he did, but I didn't really understand what his title was or how important, you know, what he was doing really was because it didn't matter if I had a baseball game, I'd look up, he'd be in the bleachers, you know, no, no, no fail there. We were always doing things as a family. We are always doing, you know, different hobbies. He was always interested in what we had to do and was always there to support us. It wasn't until later on, I realized that he was chief recreation engineer for the U S forest service. Okay. Pretty high position. A lot of what he did, and he he won several national design awards, doing different things uh, along those lines. But he never let his job consume him. And so later on, we 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 talked about that, and he talked about stress in the workplace. And unfortunately, my my father's passed away passed away a few years ago. 
But right up until that point, I, he he kind of guided me along through my career. You know, if there was times that I was stressed or whatever, um, you know, we we would talk about things. And the one thing he would always tell me, Mike, one thing he would always tell me is that your job is simply to put a roof over your house and food on the table. And that was his thoughts on it. It doesn't, it, you know, he went to school, got multiple degrees, was very well known, multiple national awards on, on his designs and the places that he was in charge of, of bringing to fruition. But in the end, it, it's not your job that defines you. And I think a lot of us get caught up in this world of titles. We get caught up in this world of being the best, being the next best there can be. And we forget what's truly important. Because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we I was talking with some other people about this today, Michael. And even no matter what your title is, no matter what your title is, they're going to give you this retirement party. They're going to give you your gold watch. And 10 minutes after you get out of your seat, there's going to be someone sitting back in it. You're just keeping it warm for somebody else. It really is about your legacy. What kind of legacy are you leaving for others? What kind of legacy are you leaving for yourself? Are you going to leave this, this work life with a load of stress, with regrets, with things you felt like you didn't get completed or done? Or are you going to move on saying, yeah, yeah, I did pretty good there. I hope this uh, these next people take off where I, I, I left off and it's going to be great. And then in the end, you've got all these other things, these memories you've you've done for yourself. You know, are you into music? Are you into the outdoors? Did you take time to, to reflect on the most important things in life versus just those things that cause stress as a leader? We need to keep things rounded. We need to keep things in perspective. And so when we go about this, we look at some of these people who are great leaders. Truly great leaders. We're talking the 5%, Michael. And if you ask them what drives them in their lives, I would guarantee that the first thing out of their mouth wouldn't be their title. Wouldn't be their title. Because they understand the benefits of being well-rounded. Controlling those stresses, listening to those demons, putting those things aside. Those things that can make us crazy. You know, here's one thing too, Michael. If we live our, our lives in the comfort zone, we talk about the comfort zone so often. And you stay in that comfort zone, those demons are going to be get stronger and stronger. And those voices in your head and all the stresses that go along with it are going to get stronger. And I'm not talking about actual demons. You know, we're we're talking about those those voices. No, 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 no. We would never talk about actual demons. No, I no. This isn't Ghost Adventures or something like that. This isn't <laughs> Ghostbusters show. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but it's you know that comfort zone is I think a pl place where those things will grow. They're going to grow, and the second the second something hits and you're not ready for it, hang on. Yeah, and so you got to start with now. Yeah. Rich has laid out a long-term vision of, you know, what's the legacy, where you want to go, when it's all said and done. How do you want to walk away from it, knowing that there's going to be somebody else and other people taking over your place? And those are big, big picture stuff. In the meantime, also, to get to that point, what do you do every day? Just to, how much, I'm going to be very specific about this. 
How much time do you give yourself to just sit back and consider where you're going with the organization that you're leading? Actual quiet time. Shut the door. Nothing else. No phone calls. No emails. None of that other stuff. Just time with you and yourself and whatever else to just kind of figure out what are we doing? How well are we doing it? Is this a good place to be? Are we going to a good place? Am I really helping the people that work here? Am I really helping our clients, our customers? Am I really doing that? Yeah. And uh, you got to schedule it because if you don't schedule, it's like working out. It's like planning your day. It's like working. You know, if you don't plan it, it's not going to happen. You got to schedule it, block that time out. And then what do you do with that time? What's the best thing for you to do? Maybe you go back and you listen to some old rock and roll music or you go back and you listen to meditation or you read something inspirational. What is it that you do that just allows you to quiet, disengage and then get to your better self rather than being dragged around by, you know, the worst aspects of life? That's something to really take a look at because it's uh, it doesn't have to be the crazies, does it? No, it, it doesn't have to be a lot the of joy. There's joy out there. There is joy. You don't have so, to be running over people in the parking lot. Michael, <laughs> Michael, I, I gotta I gotta ask you because you gotta unpack this for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've run over anybody in the parking lot recently or not. Close. There was a couple close. of times. Really no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Very close. <laughs> but you give a lot of advice on how to get rid of those stresses at the end of the day, or even before the end of the day. And so what is that? What do you what is that advice you give people? But writing things down. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, what's really, really important, if you've been if you've been in the hunt and you got some things done, some things have gone very well, some things have gone, oh, they're all right. Other things have gone poorly. Other things have just really blown up on you. The best thing you can do to account to yourself, I mean, your leadership position, you're asking other people to account to you. A high level of accountability is holding yourself accountable. That's integrity. Sitting down and just making a list. What did I, what did I get done today? What actually did I get complete? That kind of stuff. Uh, what am I still figuring out? Just making a note that what are the things that kind of blew up on me? Write those things down. What kind of creative ideas, innovative ideas, what kind of breakthroughs did I get today? Write them down. You actually should be doing that throughout the day. You will be amazed. And I mean that, amazed. Uh, that when you start that process of recording and accounting to yourself, Day in, day out. And it's hard. It's really, really hard to do that. You'll be surprised. It's so difficult to do. I'm tired. I got to go. I got other things to do. And you'll come up with a billion excuses. And really what you do when you make the excuses rather than hold the accounting, what you do is you tie yourself with a chain to a treadmill that's on high. And there's no way that you can get off of it because it feels like one day goes into the next day, into the next week, into the next month, and on and on and on. You literally make a slave of yourself without realizing you're doing it to yourself because you're not understanding how your brain works. Your brain needs to rest. Your brain needs to acknowledge what it's done. It needs to acknowledge where it is that it's at and anticipate going forward. Unless you do that, you'll never ever really grow up. And I I know that sounds strange, but here's what what I mean by that. You'll never ever grow up. Because you'll always feel like you have to prove it. Yes. You always have to prove it to somebody else, how good you are, how smart you are, how capable. You got to get past that bull crap. Learn how to just relax, let it go, acknowledge it, write it down, give it a breath, walk away as as your dad did. He's just say, you know, it's not about all this other jazz. 
It's about I'm going to go watch my my son play on the on the on the, on the baseball field. I'm going to go have some time with my family in the dinner that we do every night. I'm going to have some time with my wife, a little bit of quiet time, talking, a little bit of TV, whatever it is that you do, hanging around the pool. You know, we work so that we can live. We don't live so that we can work. Yes. So that's that's kind of a way we want to talk about today. And there he is. So what now? What do we do? Let's go relax. We're done. Let's, let's go relax. You know? <laughs> but before you before you go relax, go to executiveleadersactilec.com. There you go. <laughs> and, and and set up a time with us and then relax and then we can pick up the phone or whatever. We'll have a conversation. Yeah, go there, visit us, put your feet on the desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. That is it for the day. And uh, so shout outs, shout outs. This is a shout out that we can give to uh, somebody that comes recently to my mind. Um, we've got some people up in Ogden that watch us. Ogden, Utah, right here in our own state. So folks in Ogden, thanks for watching. Keep watching. Pass the word. Spread the word. Yes. Keep letting us know what it is that we can do, how we can best serve you. That's what we want to know. How can we best serve you? What topics would you like us to discuss? What kind of issues? What kind of challenges would you like us to bring forth about what leaders are going through, emerging leaders, mid-level leaders? You know, I've made it kind of leaders or I'm really close to making it kind of leaders. Let us know. We're glad to help you. We're glad to serve you. And all the best. All the best. And so until next time, take care. Take care of each other. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide will help to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.